Hope you are well. Welcome to the Life in Transitions Experts podcast channel page. Thank you for joining. I'm Courtney Rollins, the probate and property specialist in Durham County, North Carolina, which means that I don't know everything about the probate process, but I am committed to learning, to growing, and to sharing my experience with you so that you can uh, navigate the process smoother, or if you're a practitioner, so that you can help other people navigate the process smoother. I like to think that I am the person who helps people with the property and the stuff that are big transitions in life, whether that is someone uh, going through a probate because someone recently passed away, or perhaps there's some other uh, stressor in the life that's causing you to need to come up with some solutions for the uh, property and the things in there. Um, and along the way, we support folks to make sure that they're going through the process um, uh, properly and appropriately, if they are going through probate, as I said. And so today we're going to look a little bit deeper at the Durham County, North Carolina probate uh, page and talk about what happens when you are at the final stage of the or at, near the final stage of the probate process and it's time to pass out the remaining assets. All right. So let's take a closer look. Boom at stream presents arms. All right. So how are assets distributed in North Carolina probate? So uh, just a reminder, probate is the legal process for settling the affairs of someone who's passed away. Unless that person has taken some legal steps to make sure they don't have any debt or any asset in their name, those things have to be reconciled. And since that person is in live, there has to be someone who actually uh, or some way to do that. And that is the probate process. And these are usually the general steps that it takes for probate. You'll open probate. You'll actually uh, do an inventory, notify all the creditors, start paying the, paying the claims that are legit in the appropriate way that's legit, paying the taxes, uh, and then distributing any inheritance and doing the final accounting and closing the estate. Um, so let's take a look. If someone does pass away, uh, and uh, if you have done the stage where you've sent the notice to creditors, um, let's and everyone's had the chance. Let's see, notice the creditors. Yep, everyone's had the chance to make their claims, and you adhere to the minimum four months on really ninety days after the fourth run of the notice that someone's passed away. And if you have a claim, you need to make it after that ninety days after the four weeks. So really, no, four months. Then, and after you paid everyone off or paid everyone, then you can start distributing the remaining assets. And there are two ways you're going to do this. If there is a will, then you just let the will dictate how assets are distributed or just um, to folks. If someone died intestate, that means they did they die without a testimony, then they're subject to intestate succession laws uh, North Carolina. And so. Uh, let's take a little bit look at what that happens. This is from Prevet Legacy Planning. So thanks so much. And I love the phrase that they've used. I've heard this from people saying this often, but if you don't put a plan in place for your family, that's all right, because the state of North Carolina already has one for you and your family probably not going to like it. So deceased person, individual, single, no family, all to the parents then. If the parents are deceased, all to siblings. If no siblings, divided between maternal and paternal grandparents. If the person is, is deceased and single with children, then all to the children divided evenly. If deceased and married no children, then it's split between surviving spouse and the deceased individual's parents. So if the person is married and their parents are still alive, then the parents uh, will still split that with the uh, 
with the spouse. And if this, this is married with children, then the split goes between the surviving spouse and the children. And so the parents aren't a part of that. So you'll see um, there are there's no there's no place where a married person. Uh, oh, there is no scenario when a married person's estate goes entirely to the spouse so long as there's either a parent or a child. So if there's a parent or children living, then the funds don't go immediately. The, 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 the assets don't go directly to just the spouse. They split amongst the parents or the children who are surviving. Now, this may seem confusing. Oh, I do want to say this also. When you are giving out and someone receives a benefit, make sure that you have to, uh, there's actually a form that you'll use to show the receipt of beneficiary. Now, if there's, if they do not, if they choose not to uh, accept the benefit uh, or that either is in the will or dictated by intestate laws, make sure they sign a renunciation of beneficiary, which dictates I am not taking 10% of this or I am taking this, whatever this needs to be accounted for, because in the final accounting, the estate has to zero out and all the assets and all the things have to be zeroed out. And remember, you've already put a value on all this property during the inventory stage. So those have to be zeroed out. Um, if you want support or need help uh, with the process, contact us 919-341-1932 or go to estateproservice.com and sign up for a, a, a consultation. My services are free. I'm not an attorney. I'm not giving legal advice, as I said, uh, or financial advice. I'm sharing my experience. Um, and yeah, that's what I do. So if you need support or want support, uh, reach out and definitely would love to, to help. Other than that, this is the Life in Transitions Experts podcast. And as I always say, let your light shine.